Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. It is Wednesday and the international break is done and dusted. Hallelujah, the Premier League is coming back in just a few days' time. And, fingers crossed, I don't think we've had any injuries for Arsenal players. Touchwood so far during the international break. None that we've heard of anyway. Obviously, Gabriel had that little bit of an injury scare, but he's played last night for Brazil, which we'll talk about a little bit later on. Bakaya Saka rested, if you want to call it that, yesterday for England against Scotland, although he did come on late in the second half. He's apparently sort of playing through a bit of an Achilles problem at the moment. Sammy Bockbell at the, Sammy Mockbell, sorry, at the Mail uh, revealed today in his column after England's win at Scotland. So that might be something to keep an eye on. But other than that, it looks like everyone is coming back to London Colney, fully fit ahead of Sunday's game at Everton and that is all pretty much you could hope for and it's certainly what Mikel Arteta would have been hoping for when he waved goodbye to all of the players after that win against Manchester United which feels like a long time ago now I don't know about you but those scenes at full time celebrating Gabriel Jesus's goal it feels like a long time ago that's why the international break was so annoying at this stage of the season just as you get into it just as you get into a bit of a rhythm for the new season bang off they go for two weeks on international duty. But anyway, it was a good night last night for Arsenal players on uh, on international duty. A very good night. Well, I mean, not for everyone, but but for most. I mean, Martin Odegaard and Leandro Trossard both scored really, really good goals uh, for their national teams last night. Uh, Odegaard's lovely sort of drilled left foot finish across the keeper into the bottom corner after some excellent play by that. Noosa, who, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see him hugging there on the screen. He looks one hell of a talent at Noosa. Um, really liked the way he sort of jinked into the penalty area the way he did. He's playing his football over in Belgium at the moment. Very young uh, winger. It'd be interesting to see where his career takes him next. But um, yeah, Odegaard finishing it off really, really well with yet another goal. You know, he's just scoring at such a rate now, Martin Odegaard. Did it last season. He's carried it on at the start of this season. 
who knows what sort of tally he's going to end up with at the end of this season. But he really is becoming a proper free-scoring attacking midfielder now. And that is a, that's a real boost for Arsenal because obviously you need goals throughout the pitch. He did speak about his future before the game. Obviously, the contract stuff has been going on with Odegaard. I reported a few weeks ago that the talks had now been opened between Arsenal and Odegaard's representatives over a new deal. Fabrizio Romano was uh, tweeting about that this week as well, talking about it. So Odegaard, when he went away with the Norway national team, he was asked about it by the Norwegian media. And he said, this is what he had to say. So I don't have much to say apart from the fact I'm very happy at Arsenal and I hope I can be there for a long time. Beyond that, I have no comment right now. Now it's the national team that is in focus. And that's the thing where he talks about that. So he's very happy at Arsenal and he is. You know, he loves it at Arsenal. He's kind of found a home here now after sort of moving around all those times, all the loan spells and after leaving Norway so young, going to Madrid, not really making it there, being sent out on loan to various places. He just wanted, he wanted to come to a club and settle and to really sort of make his mark and not have to worry about where he was going to go next. And he's done that since coming to Arsenal and he's absolutely loving it. And why wouldn't he? Because he's got a, he's a sort of the captain now of this brilliant young team. He's got a, excellent manager who gets him and the pair of them work together really really well they have an excellent relationship on and off the pitch so it's no surprise that he's really happy and Arsenal are really happy with him they're obviously delighted with Martin Odegaard absolute bargain uh 30 million pounds from Real Madrid I mean what a signing he has proven to be and Arsenal understandably love the fact that he's here and they want him to stay and that's why these contract talks are ongoing to get Odegaard signed up and committed to be the latest of the long line of young Arsenal players who've all committed their long-term futures to the club. And I fully expect it will happen. Like I said earlier in the week when I was talking about it, I don't know how long it's going to take. These negotiations can drag on a little bit, but that's nothing to really be concerned about. And I fully expect Martin Odegaard to sign his new contract and to be joining the likes of Saliba, Martinelli, Saka, Gabriel in uh, in committing their futures to the club. Uh, Leandro Trossard as well. He's had a Mixed start to the season, difficult start to the season, sort of struggling for some minutes. Excellent summer pre-season. Uh, came off the bench to score the equaliser, of course, against Manchester City in the Community Shield in the last minute. But then he's been sort of struggling a little bit so far in the Premier League. Been getting here and there minutes off, off the bench. Started the game against uh, Fulham, but didn't have the best of performances and got taken off at half-time in that game. But he played again for uh, Belgium last night, scored an absolute beautiful goal. If you haven't seen it yet, I do urge you to go and search for it on a on social or on, on YouTube or, or uh, you'll find it. It's a really good goal, lovely jinking run and then a fabulous finish with his right foot sort of thundered it into the far top corner. Really, really good goal. So that's excellent for Arsenal. Two of their sort of bright attack, attacking talents scoring for their national teams. And Kai Havertz as well. It was a good night for Kai Havertz. He started the game on the bench against France, but he came off the bench and he produced a really, really nice assist getting a ball in space, sort of turning, driving forward and then playing a lovely through ball to Leroy Sané, who, uh, who raced away and scored for Germany. They won't beat France 2-0, uh, 2-1, sorry. Um, it's their first win in about five games. I think they needed it after that really heavy defeat to Japan at the weekend. They needed to bounce back and they did it really, really well. Excellent win for them. Um, Thomas Muller scoring as well. And yeah, really good for Kai Havertz. I think hopefully that will give him a big, big confidence boost because it was a lovely bit of play to set up the goal. Not the best of nights for Saliba. He's coming for a little bit of criticism or quite a bit of criticism actually from the French media for his performance. He started in that game. Didn't, I mean, obviously I didn't watch the whole 90 minutes, so I can't really comment on how he played, but seems like certainly from the reaction in the French media that 
he didn't have the best of games. But look, that's to be expected. He's such a young player. And, you know, sometimes young players get sort of thrust into the national team and, and they can kind of struggle to deal with the limelight or the extra pressure of playing for their country. You know, we've all seen what Saliba does week in, week out. There's certainly nothing to worry about in terms of his form for Arsenal. And I'm sure um, at some point, very, very soon, he'll settle into playing for France and, and performing at a, the level he plays for Arsenal when he steps up for France. So, yeah, difficult night for Saliba, but a really good night for Havertz. And hopefully that will give him a big, big boost ahead of this weekend at Everton. And then I'm sure you all watched it. Well, I'm sure some of you watched it if you're uh, if you're based over here in England or in Scotland, even. The big, big game at Hamden Park last night. England coming out on top 3-1 against Scotland. Aaron Ramsdale starting in goal. Unlucky not to keep a clean sheet, of course. Looked like he was definitely going to keep a clean sheet until Harry Maguire put one in his own net to make it 2-1. Uh, but then Harry Kane making it 3-1 to seal the win for uh, England. I thought Declan Rice played really, really, really well in that game. Bakai Saka started on the bench. He did come on with about sort of 20 minutes to go, 20, 25 minutes to go. As I said, Sammy in the mail reported this morning, interestingly, that he's been kind of managing an Achilles problem that was managing it last season. He's still managing it now. So I'm sure uh, Mikel Arteta would have been very happy to see Saka start on the bench. I certainly was because Scotland were bang up for it early on when I was sitting there watching the national anthems being belted out and the passion on their faces. I was just like, yeah, I really don't want Bukai Saka getting on this pitch at all today. Thank you very much. But to be fair, that sort of passion and um, atmosphere that was created early on quickly disappeared as England utterly dominated the game and we're just on another level to Scotland. Jude Bellingham just sensational what a player he is and I thought Declan Rice sort of just behind him in the midfield was absolutely brilliant they dominated from the start and Scotland just couldn't get near him Eddie Nketiah on the bench this time he was included in the match day squad but didn't come on I don't know you look at that and you think what was the real what was the point in calling him out I suppose it gives Gareth Southgate and the coaching staff and Eddie Nketiah to an extent the chance to sort of come in to get to know the sort of the, the place, get to know some of the players for the coaching staff. They can watch Eddie close up, something they can't do when he's at Arsenal. So in that sort of from that front, it was it was probably a worthwhile exercise. But he's still just looking at things. Didn't even get included in the match day squad for the game at the weekend at Ukraine. And then he was on the bench yesterday and with ten minutes to go, you put on Callum Wilson. Even though the game's won, you're three one up. You put on Callum Wilson, who's already got a fair few caps, who you know all about. You've watched like why didn't you just put Eddie on there? Why it's just it just makes you think, what's the point? Um, but, you know, again, <laughs> Gareth Southgate's the manager, I'm not. But just a little bit surprising, I thought. He did it with Ivan Tony the first time he called Tony up as well. But exactly the same thing. Didn't put him on at all. Um, left him out of the matchday squad on one of the ones. So it's almost maybe it's like a bit of a sort of ritual that he does with new players at the moment. Just bring them in for squad for the first time, get them used to the situation. And if you bring include them in the squad next time, then you give them some minutes. And I'm sure that's what Eddie and Ketty will be hoping for. But I'm sure he probably was pretty disappointed at the end of that yesterday that he didn't get any minutes uh, after his first call-up to the national squad. Uh, and finally, before we move on from international duties, Gabriel um, played all 90 minutes. So that injury, sort of scare that he had, with the thigh after playing against Bolivia at the weekend, that looks fine. He played the full 90 minutes as Brazil sneaked to 1-0 and right at the end, Marquinhos getting a goal, not the Arsenal Marquinhos, of course, uh, getting the goal right at the end to, win a, to snatch a 1-0 win in Peru. Gabriel Jesus came off the bench in that game. Martinelli also came off the bench in that game. So all three Arsenal players getting some minutes from Brazil, but Gabriel was the only one who played all 90. Um, they'll be flying home now. Fingers crossed. They're all fine. I presume they'll get home at some point today. 
Um, maybe even for a bit of sort of stretching and warm down tomorrow, probably get one training session in on Friday ahead of travelling up with the squad on Saturday. So it remains to be seen how fit they are and whether they'll be starting at Everton. I would suggest they probably will. Um, certainly Martinelli and Gabrielle will wait and see what Mikel does up front as we've discussed in recent episodes of that. But certainly good news for him. Brilliant for Gabrielle. You know, first time called up for Brazil, plays and starts both games, two wins. And you would think he's now going to be an absolutely integral part of that side going forward. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Okay, before I get on to your questions and some of your comments, I uh, just wanted to bring this to your attention. If you haven't seen it yet, Nicholas Pepe has been speaking over in Turkey following his move from Trabzonspor. First time I've really seen him talk about his time at Arsenal since leaving. This is what he had to say to the Turkish media. He said, my first season at Arsenal went well. Maybe the first season benefited me a lot. It changed me a little mentally. We achieved success in the first season on trophies. The second season was much better in terms of adaptation and statistics. I performed better, but the third season was a bit complicated. I had to respect the coach's choice throughout this season. Not having played is, is complicated and difficult enough situation for a player. In the fourth season, I was loaned. It went well at the beginning till mid-season. I was injured in the middle of the season and then the injury started to complicate things. No sort of negative words said by Pepe about Arsenal, Arteta, the situation he faced. Um, and yeah, now I think this is all sort of done. The move's done and dusted. I just really hope Pepe, who gave us a lot of good moments during his time at Arsenal before, Things went a little bit sour. I hope he can just head over to Turkey now and kickstart his career, have a great season with Trabzonspor and then see where his future takes him after that. Okay, let's get on to some of your comments and questions now. This one from Videos1692 says, Hi Charles, do you think the players read what's being said about them on social media? I think if Arsenal fans were to lay off Havertz, he would relax and perform better. Like it or not, he is an Arsenal player. Now, do they read it? Some do, some don't. You know, I remember sitting down having a, interview with Aaron Ramsdale last season and he told us that um, he turned off all the comments on his social media only the only comments or replies he could see to anything were just people that he followed so his friends or his family and he said that made all the difference um, because before that certainly when he signed you know he was getting messages from Arsenal players uh, from Arsenal fans sorry and he admitted to it basically not quite death threats but saying don't sign for us we know where you live and things like that I mean it's just unbelievable that they have to this is a player who hadn't even signed for Arsenal at that point, and he was getting that sort of negativity from fans telling him not to sign and basically, you know, implying a bit of a threat in the way they were talking to him. And so, you know, he had to turn that all off. And I know Granit Xhaka obviously done has done 
very much similar, considering the horrendous things that were sent to him by Arsenal fans during his time at the club before he started to turn things around. So I think the club would certainly advise most players not to pay too much attention to what is said on social media. I know some players do. You see that sometimes by when they sort of get, they bite on the comments and reply. Um, but I think most now will just, you know, have notifications turned off or like Aaron Rams, they'll have it on a, um, have it on a setting where you only get your sort of notifications and replies from people you follow, your friends and family. I mean, it's interesting. We all saw what Gareth Southgate said after the game yesterday for England when, you know, he really went into it and laid into sort of fans and media over the sort of, I was going to say abuse, but the sort of um, things that are being said about Harry Maguire and, you know, Southgate saying it's unbelievable. He says he's livid about it. He's never seen it with any other player. The the way Harry Ramsdale's being, Harry, Harry Ramsdale, Harry Maguire is being targeted um, I mean, we saw the Scotland fans yesterday, obviously cheering every single time he got the ball when Arsenal, when he came on off the bench against Arsenal, the whole stadium was cheering. The Arsenal fans were chanting for him. You know, it's a whole level. Of, I've not really seen what's going on with Harry Maguire anywhere else, to be honest. You know, and it must be really, really difficult for him. And obviously you saw with the own goal yesterday. And you kind of, at this point, you're almost feeling sorry for him. In in a way, I, I, I certainly have sympathy for Harry Maguire because, look, he's just trying to play football. It's not his fault, really, what's going on at the moment. But I do look at Gareth Southgate and think is, you know, you can talk about that and you can you can point the finger at the fans at the media. But a lot of that comes from the fact that there's a feeling that he shouldn't be in this England team or even in this England squad. He's not playing for Manchester United. He hasn't played for a long time for Manchester United. When he has played for United, he's made mistakes at very high profile ones. And I think a lot of the thing from the I think a lot of the attention that is being focused on. Maguire now is comes from the fact that Southgate is just continuing to play him and choosing to play him over other defenders who are playing for their teams, who are playing well for their teams. So I think Southgate's almost bringing some of it on himself. And, you know, when you talk about, you know, sort of players' state of mind, I think it is, you know, whether it be like you're saying here, you know, Arsenal players and the stuff that's going on with Kai Havertz at the moment, reading these things on social media or what's going on with Harry Maguire. Um, it's, a, it's a really interesting debate, I think. And Look, they're, they're footballers. They're paid an awful lot of money. They're in the public eye. They're going to get criticised. That's the nature of the. That's the nature of the game. We all do it. You know, we all have our opinions on football. And that's what it's about. It's what makes football so great. But there is certainly a line, I think, and I feel like certainly some of the stuff that's going on with Kai Havertz at the moment is way, way over the line. He's played four games for Arsenal. That's it. Four games for Arsenal. He does not deserve at all a lot of the things that are being said about him. Um, you know, criticise fine, but there's there's a line, and I've certainly seen it uh, stepped over um, plenty of times in the last few weeks when it comes to Kai Havertz. Here's one, uh, well, it's two actually. That I just wanted to say thank you. You're obviously watching the show myself and James Benj did yesterday inside Arsenal Extra Time. If you haven't watched it yet, you'll find it in the uh, below in your episodes on the podcast or in the episodes on YouTube. Just have a quick look of it. And during it yesterday, we were discussing the. 21 man a 25 man Champions League squad and we were looking at Lino Sosa's inclusion and we were wondering if there was a reason why he was included in the A list and uh not in the B list like a lot of other people and uh yeah two of you here pointing it out Sea Lord and Bra- uh Brownish Stani says Lino Sosa isn't eligible for the B list because you have to be played you have to have played for a club at least two years Lino only joined in 2022 uh, and Sea Lord pointing that out as well. Obviously, Lino Sosa coming from West Brom wasn't one who came through the academy at Arsenal. So that makes perfect sense. Thank you very much for pointing that out as uh, 
plenty of you often do when I have no idea what I'm talking about. So thank you very much. And also I've been having lots of questions about Carl Hine, why he wasn't the third goalkeeper, and why James Hilson was the third goalkeeper in the um uh in the 25 man Champions League squad. And it is of course because Carl Hine's only 21 at the moment, so he still qualifies for the B squad, which can be announced 24 hours up to the um up before the kickoff for the Champions League game. So Carl Hine, I'm sure, will be involved in the Champions League. It's just he didn't need to be named in that A squad. Um, it's a couple here talking about the Everton game at the weekend. Andy says, for me, I'd start Martinelli and Ketia and Jesus and give Saka a break. Everton will be told to be extremely physical. Then the St. John 32 says, Saka has to be rested, not performed so far since the start of the season. He needs rest on the bench. Arteta and Southgate should see it. Well, Southgate did rest him, if that's what you want to call it, um, yesterday for England. I absolutely do not think he'll be rested against Everton, though. I think Saka, as long as he's fit, he'll start. Um, and I would start him myself as well. I get what you mean. I know he hasn't exactly hit the ground running so far this season, but he still scored uh, two goals. He still set up Declan Rice's goal at the weekend, uh, two weekends ago against Manchester United. So he's still performing. He still looks dangerous whenever he gets on the ball. Um, and he's Arsenal's best player, pretty much. So I, I don't buy into the... I think if Saka's fit, he plays 100%. Uh, but obviously, let me know what you guys think. Would you be playing Saka or do you think, as Andy and the St. John do, that he should be rested for the trip to Goodison Park, which is certainly going to be a very physical and bruiser encounter. We saw, is it Mil Mikalenko, I think, the um, Ukraine defender who plays for Everton. We saw him really go through Saka when England played Ukraine the other day and he did it against uh, Goodison last season as well. So I'm sure he'll be targeting once again and that'll be something that Sean Dyche will be telling all of his defenders. But even despite that, you know, Saka's used to it. He gets the bruise in every single game. And uh, for me, I'd be starting in 100% at Goodison Park. And that's it. Thank you very much for watching, everyone. I really do appreciate your time, as always, wherever you've been watching or listening to this around the world. It is Wednesday, of course. The international break is over. Arsenal will be returning. Mikel Arteta will be speaking very, very soon ahead of that game against Everton at Goodison Park. So we'll see what he's had to say, what he's been up to during the international break and hopefully get the very latest team news from him very, very soon. Until then, everyone have a fantastic end to your day. And uh, yeah, I'll be back tomorrow to do it all over again. Speak to you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.